podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Max Verstappen wins the 2022 Formula One season again. Ferrari end up playing themselves again. And Lewis Hamilton shuts down F1's drama hunting questions. G'day there. My name is James Baldwin and welcome to another episode of Lakeside Drive's F1 podcast. In this episode, we're reviewing the Belgian Grand Prix. Joined by my friends and yours, Tommy T in person. G'day, mate. G'day. That was really professional of you. Thank you very much. It's my first day. And Thomas J. Camp. Hello, mate. Excellent, mate. How are you? I'm very well. You Thank you. the old uh, the OG tune back, too. Got to do it. Well, no, this is, this is the theme. I, we have, I'm going to bring that back for our little chat on Sunday. Some the noise. first, the Oz F1 OG theme song. Um, all of this, by the way, written by Ezekiel Fenn, who's sitting in the corner, producing for us. Hello, Zeke. G'day, James. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the only thing he gets to say the entire time. Uh, it's great to have your company for this podcast and, of course, on the live stream as well, watching it. So happy Tuesday morning to you in Australia. But if you're watching it on the live stream, happy Monday afternoon. Lads, plenty of stuff to talk about. Uh, obviously, we've had a big season, mid-season break rather. Tommy T, we haven't spoken to you yet about the DR Piasco. Mm. Um, Max Verstappen's won the championship again. Um, there's absolutely no point Ferrari ever being in contention for a Formula One World Championship ever again with that kind of uh, racing. And Valtteri Bottas had a birthday. The only time it was mentioned was just before he was spun out as he avoided Nicholas Latifi. So let's start with wishing our adopted Australian a very happy birthday because no one on the broadcast did for a very Probably, long time. No. So happy birthday, VB. Yes. Uh, it uh, it's, was great to see you performing. And then I think he had a 30-place grid penalty, um, but because of all the other penalties, he ended up qualifying 20th and then moving forward six spots, even though he had a 30-place grid. <laughs> Formula One is just ridiculous yeah, sometimes yeah. with how this all works. Yep. Uh, but anyway, that's it. Uh, Campy. We'll start with you because you were so keen to get it out at the end of our little chat last Friday about the new power unit regulations. You said Porsche was all but confirmed uh, and then Audi Sorry, confirmed. Audi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're exactly right. <laughs> Sorry for that. I did mean Audi when we said it. Yeah. Uh, oh, the hot That's uh, the hot tip is that you the were wrong. <laughs> yeah. 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 We've had some, uh, we've had some small amounts of information about the engines coming out and it's uh, – Sad news for us petrol heads. It's uh, bigger generators, more electricity, and more biofuels, and no heat MGUH, so the heat recovery part of the engine, which is the most technical part of the engine for for new uh, new new manufacturers coming in. Um, we've seen some massive gains in that, and to explain that just briefly is is all the heat that an engine creates is, is they term it as lost energy that can be put back into the car. Now, where they the rumor is these cars are up to about fifty six to fifty nine percent thermal efficient. So that means that fifty nine percent of the heat that's created off the engine goes back into the engine to give it performance. So uh, they've cut that, which is a shame, but uh, it just shows how good this sport is in in how it. Um, Changes and adapts to new regulations and constantly trying to get more performance out of a car where there is lacking. So uh, it's a shame to see that leave. But, um, yeah, for us petrol heads, I think they're going to be the quietest cars we've ever seen on track. It's going to probably rival Formula E but um, for the sound, which is a shame. We started to get better. 2014, you couldn't even hear them on track when you were trackside. And I think by 2026, 12 years later, it's going to be worse off than what it was. So it's a shame. It's but tires, from there. No engine. One of the things at least, though, we can talk about is that they're still investing in internal combustion. So, yes, yeah. there is. Le- I mean, the biggest, I think the biggest sad thing is that the Simpsons meme page on Facebook, put it in MGUH, needs to delete itself because there is not going to be an <laughs> energy recovery system anymore. So we'll see what that changes its name to. But, again, the investment in biofuels is a good thing because this is the direction that we want to go. It, it doesn't mean that we're going to kill off, kill off inverted commas, internal combustion. So from that point of view, it I think it's good. a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it is, it's good and interesting for petrol heads. We'll see what the noise thing is because obviously it was a massive change when we went from the previous, previous generation of regulations into this one. Uh, the bring back V8s, V10s era is 100% <coughs> this man sitting over here, uh, which is not such a bad thing. Now, Audi's entry to the sport is fantastic. Yeah. Um, Porsche's entry into the sport is 
fantastic as well. Well, that will be in some format or another. It's interesting though. We sort of assumed the Porsche would come in as the engine supplier, and Audi would come in and buy a team. So Sauber or McLaren, I think Aston Martin were on the table for a while. Alfa Romeo is the big one that they're talking about at the moment. That Audi will probably come in and buy and, and yeah. run under that. So banner. take Sauber over, which is great. Um, and all the while, Mark Webber just doing all of the deal. He is actually now the king of Formula One. You got Porsche in one <laughs> hand, Red Bull, Oscar Piastri, McLaren. Let's talk about a little bit to do with that now, Tommy T. We haven't spoken to you yet around mm. everything that's gone down uh, in terms of Daniel Ricciardo getting was sort of the, for whatever reason, and I don't really know where this leaked from, but when Oscar said no, everyone went, oh, he's immediately going to McLaren. Mm. And there was, you know, I sort of said, oh, maybe Alpha Tauri, Red Bull, you know, sort of connection with Mark Webber. Of course, we don't know anything <coughs> further yet, although the curse of the podcast means in the next hour after we finish <laughs> exactly. recording means that we will know exactly where he's going. <laughs> so stay tuned. Um, so stay tuned for us to be immediately incorrect again. But it was a, it was an interesting situation. We now know since that they're parting ways in terms of McLaren and Danny Rick. Yep. What were your whole thoughts around that whole time? It was an interesting couple of weeks, wasn't it? Yeah, I think the big thing I don't like is the painting Oscar versus Daniel, and I don't think that was happening in any way. I think that they're completely separate entities, and Oscar is there That's trying familiar. to start a career. Daniel is in the middle of his prime, you'd argue, maybe towards the tail end and looking for other opportunities. I don't think that means that one has to take out the other. There's, there's enough space for both of them to be driving an F1. And I think for I think Australia in particular – to us to come out and say that Oscar's the bad guy for trying to take Daniel's seat or Daniel should move aside, whatever was going on was just idiotic. And I think that that was really disappointing to see as our media portraying that, which shouldn't have been happening. I think... Got to sell papers though, Tommy. Yeah, well... Got to sell news.com.au clicks. Yes, with stupidity. But I think Daniel was probably thinking these things anyway. He was probably going to be looking, going to be seeking out other opportunities. Before this even happened. So I think to, to say that this was him getting pushed out was kind of stupid because he was going to be looking anyway. He wasn't happy there. He knew he had another year up his sleeve maybe to make those decisions and now he's made that choice not to. But And I think Oscar's just looking for the best opportunity for himself to start a career in a competitive car. So And through Mark Webber as his manager, he's going to do those things. Whether that is McLaren, we don't know yet. But... I think it sounds like Alpine have already moved on as well and they're they're looking for alternatives. One of the things that I can absolutely guarantee that we will immediately be out of date for is that the contract recognition board meets today when we after after, before we after we've recorded this but before this is released so there'll be at some point that we'll we'll have a chat about in the next episode uh, around whose contract is valid by all accounts though both of them have been told that they were valid uh, a couple weeks ago so It'll be interesting to see what happens. By all accounts, as you say, Alpine probably moving on from Oscar Piastri. It's it's more than likely that he's going to McLaren yeah. still. Yeah. Uh, there's no other seats that he's being linked to. I mean, one of the interesting things that I think has been sort of come out of the Belgian Grand Prix weekend is this Alpine seat, this empty seat. Yeah. Now, yeah. there's a couple of options that Alpine have. They've fielded some calls from drivers. Who's out of a drive for next year at this point? Yuki Tsunoda doesn't have a contract for next year. Mick Schumacher doesn't have a contract for next year. Uh, you've Danny Ricknow doesn't have a contract for next year. Pierre Gasly does have a contract for next year. But for whatever reason, Pierre Gasly is being touted as a big contender for that seat, Tommy T. Yeah, well, why wouldn't you if you're Alpine? I think you'd go for him. He's clearly the best driver available there. Yeah. Uh, and he's definitely the one you want in that seat. <laughs> <laughs> the best driver available. Are you high? <laughs> oh, my Lord. What do you mean, Campy? What are you talking about, Campy? Look. The best driver available who, who driver already available has a contract seat. next year. Yeah. Huh? Two French drivers who yeah. don't like each other go into a French team that I'll you don't like. Schumacher over uh, over Pierre. <laughs> Why? Because he's a great performing driver. Tommy oh, you want me to lead him? Go on. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> he's been there for so long. Day one of this podcast. He's no good. He's in the so bin. I, I really think Gasly will be a great in that Alpine seat. Yep. Uh, as a double French lineup yep. in a French car, that's what the fans are going to want to see. And he's going to lead that team because he is better than Ocon. We know that mm. 100%. So he's going to take that Alonso seat and do is he? better than what Alonso's done this year, to be honest. Mm. Oh, Alonso's useless. This has been disappointing, Gasly. unfortunately. Yeah. Which Phenomenally is probably good. why they didn't offer Alonso a seat again. And why would you? Compared Al- to Pierre Gasly. 
if Alpine want to make, if they want to win a world championship, they're mm. not going to win it with Gasly. They're not going to win it with Ocon. The only driver on the grid that will win them a world championship is Danny Rick. The hot two. <laughs> successful. You were very successful. Uh, <laughs> good baiting. Um, obviously, Campy, that's a bad call. Uh, Tommy T, sorry, Tommy T half an hour ago messaged me, goes, I'm going to say Pierre Gasly is the uh, best option to take that seat over Danny Rick and everyone else just to get to Campy going. Can I just say? I the, wish you would. The problem with Alpine's contract for Piastri this year was that they had a terms of, uh, a terms of agreement yeah. with Williams to loan him to Williams for three years, and that's where the discrepancy shows up. Oscar never actually had a contract with Alpine, mm-hmm. although the only the only way they did is Alpine had signed him and then on signed him to someone yeah. else. And mm-hmm. and and, and Piastri's going, no, I'm not going to Williams for three years. We're going to get a McLaren drive. Hell no. But yeah. after last night's performance and the way this McLaren's performing, I think the Williams is probably a better option. Seriously, was looking very good. <laughs> But we'll get to that. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention is that we obviously there's a new setup of this podcast. Uh, you're going to hear in a little bit a sponsored segment. Um, it's just part of what we're doing to change. But also we've set up a Patreon. So yeah, we're plenty of people over the last couple of years have said, if you've got a Patreon, let us know so we can support you. We don't expect that. There will be nothing content-wise that will be hidden from you at any point. We might, we will do some uh, like random videos, behind-the-scenes videos of here of us in the studio. If you do sign up to Patreon, you can click the link in the description below to find that out. It is a great way of supporting us. Um, again, you don't have to. We're still doing this for you guys, but obviously we're taking this up a, a level now. Um, Beanie's getting expensive. We gotta start paying be- yeah. Is this the new Beanie? Or yeah. is it the previous it's been? It's been washed, yeah. It's been washed. It's one of the three of the same I've got in rotation. <laughs> three in rotation. <laughs> three in rotation. <laughs> <laughs> is this like that meme where it's like dad's shoes and it goes from like the stark white ones to like the lawn mowing to like the gardening <laughs> shoes? This was a white beanie originally, beanie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's I'm very not true. I'm impressing. Just... You're a married man now. flexing three beanies on his head. Like, hey, relax. <laughs> Oh. And now it's time for the Discord comment of the week. <laughs> <laughs> outstanding. Ezekiel Fair, an outstanding comment. Yes, 10 out of 10. Content from you. Uh, oh. Yes, a new part of the show, Discord comment of the week. If you want to uh, jump across to our Discord, look, it's a great community that uh, there's about 370 people on, on that server now, which is fantastic. All the way through race weekend, we have a good chat. Uh, there is no such thing as a wrong opinion. Uh, and even if you don't like Daniel Ricciardo and you think he's washed, there's still room for you in there as well. I know that hurts for me to say, but that is just the whole thing. Um, so here's Campy Bot's Discord comment of the race uh, on the week. It's from LBS. <clears throat> oh, here we go. On Ferrari being hard to watch. He says, it's like Campy swimming. You know it's going to be a bin fly, but you can't look away. <laughs> You're a good swimmer, eh? You told me you swim. Oh, that was no, early no. on in the podcast. Oh, you're like, I go swimming, and everyone's yeah. like leaning into the fact. Yeah, how many that times you gone swimming swimmer. since you said that comment? Yes. Oh no, I'm in the pool, pretty reg on the reg. Pretty on the reg. <laughs> on the reg. Down in Rosebud. Huh? The new pool in Rosebud. No, nah, mate. Down in Hastings. Hastings. Now, Pelican, Park. Pelican Park. Pelican Park. What time? Just out of curiosity. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what day and time are you schedule. swimming? That'll be the uh, extra extra content. Oh God, no, I know. Sorry, absolutely. Look, I took the piss out of myself when I said I went swimming. Swimming's like you assume someone's going up and down the pool. I'm just all arms, all legs, and all art. It's good for my health. I'm not sure it's swimming, but hey, I'm not. Yeah, whatever. I'm pump out a couple of caves. You're in a mosh pit in the middle of the pool. I'm going to pump in a couple of K if I need to. Oh, outstanding. Outstanding. We will be changing that to LSDs to take the pressure off. It's such a good... I just... You can't... Zeke with the goods again. Uh, But in terms of the TV broadcast, gents, for for a whole race weekend point of view, it wasn't horrific, but it was not... Great to the point where Crofty's calling out the TV direction. That was probably my favorite part was them sort of like <laughs> telling the people running the cameras in the TV direction, "Hey, can you look at this? Like, excuse me, if you're watching in the picture in picture is what we want to see. So if you can direct your eyes there, 
is basically what they're doing in commentary. Yeah, it was the last lap, Max Verstappen. Okay, we don't need to see him 18 seconds in front of Perez. Nah. We want to see Charlotte Claire and Alonso have that battle for yep. that fifth, then sixth position. Ridiculous. Um, but what else is ridiculous? There was a flyover. It wasn't um, televised, and it was a jetpack man. The jet man. Wasn't even the F-16s of previous years. Oh, I missed the start, but hey, Jetpack, nope. I'm all about that. Jet, cool. Okay. Uh, well, I only saw that courtesy of someone on Twitter or so Instagram. Jetpack's not in, in just in case you can. Okay, well, that's good. That's out of the bin. It's Biofuel. Uh, yeah, probably. Does that get it back in the bin? Probably, yeah. <laughs> 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 What's a V8? And the uh, <laughs> V8 Jetpack. No, yeah, we get an LS3 swap in the Jetpack. Yeah, put one on a chainsaw, see how fast you can get through it. <laughs> I love those videos. That's the recommendation so to good. the S. That's, that's Campy's recommendation to the SES. Your algorithm would be people putting V8s on chainsaws. <laughs> that is, Track, in fact, that is the extra Patreon <laughs> content we can do is just see, look at Campy's YouTube search history. Tractor pool. We got one in Turin coming up. The annual uh, and tractor pool. It's going to be quality. <laughs> what? That's <laughs> oh, the best. <laughs> the hot dude. Like F1, which is like the pinnacle of motorsport. And you're also like tractor pools, which is the antithesis of that. I'm a redneck. Which is like basically people throwing boulders at each other. That's awesome. <laughs> it is this caveman material. <laughs> <Do> it. <laughs> Oh, you can't make this stuff up. I'm a as simple man. Discussed. You are. Technology, who needs it? Get rid of it. Uh, the anthem was pretty flat as well, Campy. Only voice, no no backing music. She was good. All. She was she great, was but good. it's just a bit flat. Good Although, voice. to be fair, and I'm pretty sure Naomi Schiff mentioned this, she sung it in three languages, two Flemish, French, and German, yeah. two there, which I think is really good. So, you know, right. could have done with some backing, but because you've done it in three languages, up. Yeah. Points up. Stocks yeah, up. Uh, which is yep. a big fan. All right. Well, here is Spa lost a bit of its mistake this weekend. Because just before because it, we it wasn't raining. Well, it just didn't look yeah, the same it as it previously has. Because it's been burnt to a crisp. You get. I mean, because normally that first warming. shot, that first shot of Eau Rouge for the year is like, oh, how good's this going to be? And you mm. usually can't see because it's fog. just looks different. I don't like it. It lost its mistake this year. It's still a great track. We almost lost the track, and then only an hour and a half before the race happened, they confirmed it to be on the calendar for next year. Jeez, that was some uh, made-for-TV kind of drama, wasn't it? They yeah, really geez. thought they were launching that at the prime time, didn't they? Uh, it was like the Audi announcement that they were moving the, the mock F1 car down the grid, but to move it, they had to lift up the... The covers to get in <laughs> to push the thing, and then there's this massive Audi logo down the side, it's and all so the F1, F1 journos are like, "I wonder what this is." Uh, <laughs> yeah, good, uh, very, very good. All right, well, this is this is legitimately my favourite <laughs> sound effect for this new podcast series. Here we go. <laughs> it's it's Campy's beard. <laughs> Zeke, first podcast you're already a star. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> He's in. Uh, Honestly, you don't, just this, this bit. I, I just want that as a laugh. As it's just, I can't. Sounds satanic. It does. <laughs> but because it was part of the that recording session that you did with Z, uh, Z, Zesty, Z, Zesty and Z. Combine combine both of you into one. Um, there's a lot. There is a lot of sound effects that we have not used for this show properly. So I'm excited to be in a studio to radio produce this uh, in, in a good way. But Campy's bin. Who is in your bin for the week, Campy? McLaren. Still. <laughs> McLaren and Zach Brown. Yeah. Andrea Seidel. Uh, Anyone wearing papaya, basically. The yeah. entire team. The entire yeah. team. James Keefer being unable to design a car that's actually any good. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. Uh, that team's going to go backwards and they're going to be the new Williams moving forward, I believe. That'll happen. They are so far behind the eight ball. I mean, that track exposed every weakness that car had to a point where they were the they were the ninth worst car on the grid last night. But and the only car behind them was Haas and they only finished what five, six seconds behind Danny Rick. No, they got overlapped, so it was a bit more than that. But um they are like that that organization should be severely looking at themselves and going, We have completely mucked up the first year of these new rigs, and history would say it's going to take them four or five seasons to get back up to it, but then we're already past 2026 and yeah. a new engine and stuff. So, uh, look, they're going to struggle moving forward, I think, and it's a good time for Danny Rick to get out of the organisation and pocket 
whatever he got, fifteen million dollar deal for next year, and yeah, go and somewhere again, else. Never listen to us, Daniel, because every time we've said it's a good choice, it's been a bad choice. So yeah, no, we've got this one right, one hundred percent. Take it to the bank. Take it to the okay, bank. So that's gonna be exactly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the only thing in my savings account is just <laughs> that laugh. <laughs> Literally nothing else. No money. Don't need it. I've banked that. Uh, Look, I think that's an interesting point. We'll we'll come to talk a little bit more about McLaren in a little bit. Um, Look, we didn't, listener, watcher, we didn't have, watcher, viewer, we didn't have um, a qualifying review podcast. We won't talk a lot about qualifying at this point, um, but we'll just run through the order. And if there's anyone, lads, that you think, well, this is is not the qualifying order. This is the starting grid because it was too confusing to figure out where everyone was. Because I don't think you've updated Gasly's position to pit either oh you're right so yeah. no well he was okay well he was eighth but he was in yeah. the pit lane um along with Sonoda. so there was just none there but carlos signs um starting out ahead of sergio perez who was unable to point his car in a good direction uh, on the start line fernando alonso starting in third who had absolutely nothing to lose does not care anymore about this car about this team only looking forward uh and putting his own stocks up he had a great opening lap. We'll talk about that in a little bit too. But from a qualifying point of view, after all of the penalties fleshed out, was really, really good. Hamilton and Russell was interesting. 1.8 seconds, Lewis. Yes, seconds behind Max Verstappen in yeah. the last run. That shows how strong that Red Bull is. Ridiculous. But Ferrari was still faster than Red Bull. They just suck at being a Formula One team, which you reckon they'd maybe focus on being better at considering they've been around for like 75 years. Um Albon, though, starting up in sixth position for Williams, it was absolutely slippery. Uh, that's for, for sure. They had Coffin v- on tenth on merit. Yeah, yeah, which was great solid. for him. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, really getting his his vibe back. The the gap between him and Latifi now is cavernous. Uh, it is there is no yep. there is absolutely no shadow of a doubt in anyone's mind of just how good this guy is in a car that is not so good. Um, obviously, the pressure is completely off compared to Red Bull days. Uh, and then we had Stroll and Vettel. So the Aston Martins actually starting in that top 10 was really, really good. Seb got an incredibly good start. Uh, he's now happier, I feel, now that he's leaving the sport. We'll talk a little bit about him in, in a second too in terms of how he was across the weekend. Um, and then Latifi, Magnussen, Bottas, Verstappen, Leclerc, Ocon, Norris, Joe, Mick Schumacher, and then, yes, both Alpha Tauri starting in the pit lane. It was very, very interesting. You would hope that Aston went well because it's a carbon copy of the Red Bulls. So no wonder <laughs> it's, 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 it's getting better. No wonder it was competitive this weekend. It is getting better towards that way, and you would hope it would do absolutely. It's but track, it's track specific. Yeah, it's like the Renault used to be when Dr was driving it for this track. That Renault, like Williams has been, was very slippery, very good on yep. its mm-hmm. tyres and managed to perform exceptionally well. Um, so it was an interesting qualifying because it made for a mixed grid, um, a mixed grill. My f- favourite thing to order at the restaurant, Campy, I'm sure. Grill. The mixed grill. Um, the old pub food. <laughs> Uh, but it, me- it meant, though, that we didn't have that traditional Max Verstappen crushing it off the start line, uh, that we he did. had to be, he had, inverted commas, had to be cautious. Didn't matter. And like lap four, he was already winning the championship again for the second time <laughs> this year, uh, which which was interesting to see. Okay, lads, this is, this is the part of the podcast, listener, that I get to tell you that this episode is, in fact, sponsored and legitimately sponsored this time by... NordVPN. I'm not even kidding. Uh, This is a genuine sponsorship placement. Who would have thought? Now, look, NordVPN is actually something that I use, which is a nice change when we got approached that's, that's for... That's a lie, because most podcasters don't actually use the things that they <laughs> I know. Well, look, we, we got approached by plenty of different brands over the over the years, and for most of the time it was, no, I'm so good, I don't need <laughs> whatever you're selling. Uh, but legitimately, NordVPN is the thing. Now, Cam, is very important to you, of course, because we know how much you love watching Netflix. Uh, oh, I love Netflix. You know what I love more Here about we go. Netflix? Netflix is, which uh, was up on your computer when we started recording this. <laughs> Do you know what I love more about Netflix is, is American Netflix because I can access it on my NordVPN. <laughs> that's uh, that's how good I am. So yep, there we go. 
It is uh, legitimately a thing. So one of the thing, one of the things that I would say about Nord is I do actually travel. If you do follow me on Instagram, you know that I travel all the time. And one of the things that I really dislike is getting served ads from anywhere else in the world where I actually am. So I, it, I choose to go back to Australia. So at least I get national ads that I can actually relate to. Well, it takes four or five days to catch up. It does. But otherwise, otherwise, it's a pretty good, pretty good thing. Now, look for NordVPN. There is a special they've got at the moment. If you go to nordvpn.com forward slash Lakeside Drive, that link is in the description below. You will actually genuinely receive a huge discount on a two-year plan uh, plus a free month. And of course, if you go and choose NordVPN as a VPN, you're going to support the show. That's going to be a good thing. We get to do more studio stuff. Zeke gets to to wear more beanies, and maybe we can afford to buy Campy another beanie. Uh, but there is also a whole range of other things like legitimately dark web monitoring, uh, threat protection in terms of how you download things, all that sort of virus uh, protection. But the main thing with NordVPN is that it's risk-free. So you get 30 days to get your money back if you don't like it. You can go choose another one. Genuinely risk-free. Uh, look, a massive thank you to NordVPN for sponsoring this part of the podcast. Uh, it is a real good thing to do. So again, check out the link. NordVPN.com forward slash Lakeside Drive. Now, let gents, let's go through our team-by-team analysis. As we always do, we're going to start right at the very back of the pack, and I'm going to open with Haas saying that if Daniel Ricciardo, is the, if that's the only seat option for him for next year, he should take a sabbatical or consider retiring from the sport because I don't think he should go backwards. What are your thoughts, Cam? I think it is laughable that Haas think they can get Daniel Ricciardo. That... <laughs> that, that for me says it all right there. His stocks are down at the moment, but he's, I said this last Thursday, he's in a position where a team can pay him next to nothing next year and take a risk, and he's going to get paid the rest of it out through his McLaren contract anyway. So I think the move, the open seat to go to is that is Alpine at the moment, but he may have burned some bridges when he left there. Um just think about the performances he had next to Ocon in that car. Ocon was second rate in qualifying, but the race pace was astronomical, a bit like the gap between Sergio and Perez and Max Verstappen. But uh, if Perez starts to, pour, to perform like he did last night against Max all year, I think Red Bull may consider Danny Rick too. So your little conspiracy you had last the more I think about it, the better it works, Jim. Got to glue that tinfoil yeah. into my head. Yeah. We'll we'll talk a little bit about yeah. that all in a little bit. But Haas, though. Devil's advocate. Please, away. Imagine how fun that would be for us as consumers of content of how good Drive to Survive would be that year. Oh. All, the, all the things that go with Daniel, Gunter, probably K-Mag. It sucks. If he could. It'd be like watching F1 this year. It sucks. I think. <laughs> I think, welcome to this Formula car. One podcast. Uh, we don't like watching Formula One. And Formula, there's going to be three races in the US, racing for a US team in a place where they love Daniel Ricciardo. I don't think that's so far out of the realm for him to make as a decision. Haas don't do good social media. Even if they had Danny Rick, they wouldn't oh, do I don't agree with that. I think they do great social media. Really? And I think yeah. they would I definitely would step it up. And it. <laughs> they don't do this. Do you, do you have watch an it? Instagram? No. <laughs> well, look at Red Bull's American thing they do every year. It's... Your iPad, your iPad can probably get on to um, Instagram.com forward slash half. It loads anything. But, <laughs> but I, I, I think <laughs> Daniel's going to be thinking a bit more broadly. <laughs> <laughs> And I think Haas could actually be a very good spot for him to have a year off while not having a year off. Yeah, it's, no. I just, look, I get that it's a good place to park yourself if nothing's going to happen. But if you're parked in Haas, you're not, there's no mystique left. Now, yeah, okay, his stocks are down. There are plenty of people in this paddock who know his quality and his worth, right? Yeah. I would suggest he would be worth more having a sabbatical for a year doing absolutely no racing, like literally no racing, no IndyCar, no NASCAR, nothing. Just stay on 12 months of not doing anything. Take that time to secure yourself into a deal with a team like Alpine. If they decide to go with Gasly or whatever washes out with Oscar, like a, a team like Alpine or Red Bull, when Checo's contract is up. Because, again, you know, um, we, you went on the podcast, we were talking about it, but – to me, it would make more sense if Red Bull go, we don't have any junior drivers. Liam Lawson did a good job in F2. He did FP1 and AlphaTauri over the course of the weekend. Is he worthy to step up to Formula 1? I mean, he's going to go okay, but is he going to suffer the Brendan Hartley New Zealander in AlphaTauri slash Toro Rosso curse? Yes, yes. because AlphaTauri are not 
where they were last year. The new design philosophy hasn't helped. So Red Bull are at a loss as to try and find some talent. Now, Colton Herder has been mentioned by someone in the paddock uh, talking about Helmut Marco is, well, if we can get Pierre Gasly into oh, – sorry, if Alpine want Pierre Gasly, then we want McLaren – to give us Colton Herder to pro, like to do all of the yeah, musical right. chairs. Well, that's dependent on three teams agreeing to something. Well, Good that ain't going to happen. Yeah. Absolutely not going to happen. But I want to talk about Mick Schumacher because we're talking about Haas. Is there any reason, legitimately any reason, why he should not have that Haas seat for next year, Tommy? Uh, he should not have that seat if there's someone better to take that seat. That's kind of the only reason. He hasn't lost it on his own merit. It's more just like, is someone else going to take it from you? Yeah, I think he's been fine. I think he's been fine too, Campy. He's last year he was clearly the better driver. Then he wasn't then hard. Wasn't hard. <laughs> yeah. This year the ceiling has been raised again, and he's shown glimpses of where he's at. Is yep. he his dad? Well, we're not seeing the sort of performances would suggest that. But then again, he's not in a car that can get those performances either. What he needs to do to secure his seat and be a long-term viable option for F1 is he needs to start beating Magnussen consistently and he's getting better but it's not happening but we've seen a third or fourth year in these cars like your Gasly's and give them time after they are terrible for the first few years they tend to get better and they get a lot more relaxed look at Stroll I mean it's just Stroll deserves to be on the grid absolutely not but his results would suggest because he's been in the category and he's consistently learning that he He's getting better and he's performing quite well. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how he goes against Alonso next year, which we're looking forward to. But to bring that to someone like Mick, I think he's still got value in the sport because of his name and his marketing and where he's come. Teams are going to lay the red carpet out for him. So on that, you'd keep him. But does he deserve a drive to move up the grid yet? Yeah, he hasn't shown enough for me. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's not a lot for him moving forward in the Ferrari Fold. I think we spoke about this a little earlier in the year that you've got Carlos Sainz, who's relatively new to Ferrari, Charles Leclerc, who's been signed for about 4 million years to Ferrari. Yep. If Charles Leclerc leaves to Mercedes to fill the spot that Lewis will leave, which there is some kind of conversation going about at the moment, that might open up the spot for Mick. But there is, there are, sorry, more drivers and Ferrari aren't necessarily as invested in their junior program as someone like, George Russell, Mercedes, Toto Wolff going, all right, we need to get you because I was lose you. They're happy to look anywhere. Like yeah. Carlos Sainz was a good example of that. Signing for Ferrari uh, and Seb Vettel as well and well, literally every other driver they've had um, coming up through the thing except for Charles. Charles is the only recent history of coming out of Formula 2 into what was Sauber for a year. Yeah. Right, okay, he performed exceptionally well. The car was quick then too. Jump into Ferrari, everything looks good. Um, but I don't know if it's necessarily – if Mick's done enough to stay, but it's also like, as you say, he's not done enough to leave. No, so it's, no. it's not like he's underperforming at all. Um, but Haas clearly haven't been totally stoked with him because, I mean, Gunther doesn't know who he's going to be signing for next year. But it's just an interesting place to be for that team right now. Um, it's convenient that Daniel's become available. I think, you know, yes, from a from a commercial standpoint, makes sense. But from a driving standpoint, for me, it just doesn't make sense at all. I would suggest he would retire from the sport rather than go yep. perceivably further back in the grid, holding or not. Um, I think it's he probably can just accept that his time is done if that was the only seat left, if, if Alpine wasn't an option for him. Uh, Alfa Romeo, VB, so sad for him, beaching on his birthday. Um, he's in a good spot too. He was in a great spot. Yeah, um, And... He got slightly tapped by Latifi. If he had not have avoided that accident, then it would have been a bigger crash and probably yeah, spent a lot more yeah. time. So thanks, VB, for not giving us a red flag, I guess. <laughs> I beached it. Uh, he did beach it, which was just such a shame. But he's so chill about everything at the moment. Wearing a bucket hat, being a cool guy. I want one of those uh, bucket hats, by the way. That is... Can be... Also looks good in a bucket hat. Oh, you do? Where is that bucket yeah, hat, Campy? Good bucket hat. That was a nice gift that someone got you. Yeah, who, who got you the gift oh, again? I can't remember that one. <laughs> he memorised it for that one episode. Oh, shit the bed, too, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you got it. You nailed it. After many practice runs beforehand. Yeah, um, yeah for, for Alfa Romeo, though, it's it sort of it's a bit of an interesting mid-ground for them at the moment. They're not really going forward. They're not really going backwards. VB's signed for next year. Joe doesn't have a contract for next year. Tio Pocher is an Alfa Romeo Salva Jr. 
do they look to bring him up? He's performing pretty well in F2. Is he ready yet? Probably not. Oh, so, not. I don't think we've got anyone in F2 or F3 that is a genuine contender to come into this sport. I'm not saying that they can't, yep. but the only person that has set that championship alight since the days of your George Russells, your Lando Norris, and your Charlotte Gleurs, the only person to do that that deserves a drive on the grid is Oscar Piastri. No one else for me has done it. They will be able to step up and they'll be able to compete like Guan Yu Zhou. He's the exception because of his nationality and the money, the, the the immense amounts of resources coming with him. But everybody else, for me, is not capable and mm. is not good enough to take that drive. We're gonna it's gonna be interesting in 25, 26, if Red Bull goes on and Max Verstappen goes on to win four championships. We're gonna have a whole lot of these amazing junior drivers that came through of yesteryear that came through very early in the sport um, in in relation to their age and the people that missed out before them. They're going to be all in these top drives without winning championships and teams are going to start to look elsewhere. And I'm talking about Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz, George Russell. Um, who else have we got? I'm talking about Checo Perez. He'll be gone at some stage. And those top drives in those seats, because Hamilton will be gone too, there's going to be a, a massive amount of top drives left when these guys don't perform come around 25, 26, yeah. if they don't win world championships. And I think the teams are going to be looking at people who they can put in there because they're going to go, well, these young kids haven't performed like we wanted them to. So I think we'll miss a generation of the next three to four years of kids coming up, genuine lock, but I don't think there is genuine contenders. We're looking at the next crop of drivers coming up in the next three to four years down the track to fill those positions. Mm. Yeah, and it, it, honestly, because we brought in three rookies in 2019 in George Albon and Lando Norris, yeah. who arguably one of those was – George was the right call. Yeah. Carlos too, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were not in 2019. Oh, he was 2018. It was earlier, okay. don't forget. So this is here with rookie season. Three rookies yeah. was way too in many. One season, yeah. Um, and, you know, George did the thing. Like the other two had some success and has, have, have had podiums and everything else and he struggled at the back in that Williams and then earned that seat going forward, yeah. which was a traditional trajectory for a driver from Formula 2 going yeah. to a team that's not very good cut your teeth, no pressure, and then step forward, which is what Alpine was trying to do for Oscar Piastri and Williams. Yeah. No one cares about that side of the paddock. Just go do your thing. Everything yeah. will be fine, and then we'll bring into Alpine when Fernando inevitably goes, which is was the thought process. What I, what I was talking about was that Jolly and Palmer era of drivers in F2 and F3 that missed their chance cheerily because of their age. Yeah. The follow-on effect is when these guys aren't winning world champions getting the results that top teams want. We're going to have a massive – the domino effect on the other end is that we're going to have to pull four or five drivers out of F2, F3 within a two- or three-year period in order for them to make the growth and, and they're steps going to be they subpar want. is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And, and, again, this is the problem. When we pull too many through and we push some of the drivers out at who the top good. and who were performing pretty well, Marcus Ericsson wasn't terrible – Still yep. performing well. He, the car wasn't great, but he, when the Sauber actually stood up next to Charles, oh, yeah, okay, he was being yeah. beaten by Charles, but he wasn't terrible. Grosjean, Stoffel. Magnus came back, Stoffel van Dorn, Pascal Verlein, let's yep. go through Giovinazzi, the, that sort of entire side of the grid. So you're, it's a very good point because yeah. instead of Lando and Albon having time to sort themselves out and, and maybe grow up a little bit, you know, understand, win the championship themselves to then, of course, get that coveted seat into Formula 1 from yeah. F2. Yeah. It's, it's not a thing. Tio Pacher, interestingly, has said he's not doing F2 next year. So he's forcing Alfa Romeo's hand to go, well, you're either putting me in the car for next year or well, I'm going. See you later. Is he good enough, though? Well, look, he's a very capable driver. He's dude's 19, though. So, yeah. I mean, again, it's from an age point of view, he's got so much time ahead of him to, to get into the sport. So it's I just find it interesting to go, how they're negotiating things now, too. Yeah. I would imagine Jack Dewan is pushing exceptionally hard, for example, to take that Alpine seat. The reserve spot. No, the full-time seat. There's no way Dewan. I mean, he's, but he's pushing for it. Why wouldn't he? Yeah. I know he's pushing for it, and he's well-backed, and he's a big name, and he's got a hell of a lot of cash behind him, blah, blah, blah. But he hasn't performed in F2 the way he should have in order to – get a drive on an F1 grid. It's just it's the reality of the situation. I I'm his biggest fan. I want him to perform. I want him to do well. But it's just not happening at the moment. Let's move on to our favourite team, McLaren. Uh, Danny Rick, 15th. Landon Norris in 12th. Uh, didn't look. It's just 
it's very much adding to the Danny Rick is washed commentary of of where this uh, light sort of fell out, I suppose. But they both finished outside the points. Um, Lando, of course, started at the back of the grid with penalties. But as you said earlier, it just highlights, this track highlights how poor this car yeah. is. Danny Rick had no firepower. After first five laps in the start, he was in good position. Should have been in any other car, he should have been able to hold on to it. But he got, I mean, the, the Williams of Albon. That flew past him on a straight. That was the fastest car out there. And he had, like, the deficiency in the, for the McLaren in a, in, a, in a straight line was why they could no pull no punches. I think, look, uh, I think Lando did two passes and they were both on horses at one stage. Oh, he did one on uh, Guan Yu Zhou too. And, like, it was, like, barely, it took him the whole length of the camel straight with DRS to get past them and couldn't do it. So he couldn't fight any punches. Why he chose to stay out those extra three or four laps on the second pit stop for Daniel Ricciardo and lose all that track position in that train, I don't know what he was thinking. Was it a McLaren decision? I know that I know Danny Rick said on the radio that he wanted to stay out for those three laps, but it lost him so much track position. He really should have been in that eleventh spot, fighting for Albon. The problem is they had no firepower to answer any of the other cars around them and try and get some good track position. He was just if he was in a train, they could hold on, but if they weren't in a train, they just got absolutely swamped because of the high speed and it just. I mean, for Martin Brundle to come out and say Daniel Ricciardo did nothing this weekend for me to say that he wants to be in the sport next year in the future, those comments are ignorant when you look at the, how shit the car was and, and the on-track performance that he had. There's nothing he could do, and his team cost him six positions in the end as well because of the extra staying out those extra three laps. Why would Lando Pitt perform him? They're performing an undercut on themselves. It's just yeah, like- they don't want to deal with Daniel going, no, that's dumb. But then again, they wanted to just switch them artificially. They're not watching the race like we watch as Ricardo's race as closely. They're trying to focus yeah. on twenty and aren't getting the whole perspective. But comments like that don't help. No, when they, they should be clearly at McLaren for their car this weekend. I think the other thing that was interesting for me is Dr. At the starting grid, he's for well, two things before the national anthem. He had Mick Schumacher, him, <clears throat> George Russell, I think, and Alex Albon all sitting in a row, uh, always lying, you know, sitting, having a bit of a chat before getting the car. Firstly, wholesome content. That was great. <laughs> You'd love to see it. Daddy Ricardo with the sons. All right, guys, this is how you drive Formula One car. Um, but secondly, when he was getting into he, he's doing his weird stretching, which um, we spoke about with Michael Italiano. Well, you should absolutely go and listen to that interview. You should watch it. I'll link that somewhere. Here later, um, but uh, he was saying, you know, it's good for him to get into the zone. He's listening to his music, uh, which is good. But then the camera cuts to Lana Norris, and he's there with Zach having a big laugh and everything else. I was like, okay, mm, not great way of reading the room. Yeah, uh, for for me, I mean, Zach can do what he wants, but again, it's still a very odd situation having the CEO of the organization out doing that stuff and not having Andreas there doing it. Yes. Zach shit. He's in definitely 3,000%. It's Campus Beer. Yeah. Even he's American. Well, I like Americans. I love Americans. Do you? Tell me, what's on the back of your jacket? Can you show the camera? I can a little. Oh, oh man. Oh, stripes. stripes. There you go. That's for all of our US yeah. fans. Uh, what do you think, Zeke, of Daniel Ricciardo? Where do you think he should go next year? You know, I've been thinking about this long and hard, James. Yes. Um, and I think the best thing for Daniel Ricciardo to do next year would be the thing that pleases him most. The hot dude. <laughs> it's absolutely what he should do. Good, good, good answer. You should start a podcast. Should he go and start a hardcore man or something? I think so. I think that's where he's heading. <laughs> Maybe he'll just follow around like Alexis on fire, like people follow around the Grateful Dead. Maybe he'll just do that. That's an absolute vibe that from him. Uh, anyway, interesting. We look. We know he's going to move on. Um, plenty of you on the Discord dislike McLaren immensely. Yep. Uh, you are in good company here. <laughs> that's it. Not yep. not going to defend it. Enough said. Um, yeah. All of that content that I got from the MTC in the bin to never using any of it again. Oh, uh, I love that Williams is ahead of McLaren here. Latifi in eighteenth. Okay. Look. Interesting if he drives next year because the big thing was ahead of Silverstone. The and this is where the Alpine crack started to show for me. There was conversations around we are going to know that Oscar Piastri is driving that Williams for next year. Yep. Nick Latifi is going to be out of the team, and then 
nothing happened. Remember, we, there was a lot of media buzz about is this going to be your last week, um, last year, rather, at um, Williams, Nicky? No, no, nothing heard. Interesting. So either Doralton Capital don't have enough money and they need Lavazza to continue chipping in for their average caffeine at best needs and yep. um, some cash, or they're seeing something that we're not and they're just genuinely happy with Latifi's pace compared to Albon as someone to fill that seat for at least another 12 months. But again, we ha- like he doesn't have a contract for next year, so there's mm. someone else, but who comes up? Logan Sargent, Formula 2, yeah, okay. Is he ready? No. Is he a Williams junior driver? Yes. Is there an opportunity for him to become better next to Alex Albon? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Albon helped Yuki Tsunoda last year get over some of the stuff that he was dealing with and drive that Alpha Tauri better. He was so he did a good driver's coach stint. So potentially there's some things there. And also bringing the US market, Dolan Capital being a US company, bringing US driver in. There is there yeah. is some maybe some hope there. But again, we haven't heard anything, Tommy, of what, what is happening with the TV. I think he'll be the last domino to fall because no one really cares. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> he's gonna just Good sit luck, there Canada. and wait to see if there's a seat left for him, maybe. A bit like, like Canada. How I'm dare so- you. That's What's wrong rude. with you? Everyone loves Canada. What are you talking about? Take that back. So the last domino to fall. In fact, we've closed down. I'm sorry. Filming's not happening anymore yeah. and then it falls in the dark where yeah. if Latifi is pushed out of Formula 1 and no one's around to see uh, it, let, does it happen? Let's see how things shuffle. If someone new enters Jimmy. Formula 1 into next, into next year and takes a seat, he'll probably get shuffled out. If everyone just moves... He'll probably just retain the seat, I would have thought. Campy's, uh, did, sorry, Campy, did you see Kimi driving NASCAR? Oh, I was cracking it. He had a stack, which was a bit yeah. shy, but, uh, That was actually, like, oh. shout out to Tara. Mm-hmm. I loved watching that NASCAR event. Oh, Watkins Glen, that's always, like, it's always great. It's so much they better. They turn right. It's so much better. As than well the, as left. So much better in the V8s because you can just take people out and there's no penalties. It's awesome. It's like, get out of my way. Also, track limits. <laughs> like, the tra- there is the track <laughs> limit. And then they've gone so far that they're on the other side of the tyre wall and all the Armco driving around the back of the stands getting around something is just outstanding, the fact. Yeah. That, are you okay there with your lead? Oh, Do you I've need lost, some help? No, I'm all good. I've just lost. I need something to fiddle with that you can't. I've <laughs> lost a headphone, which is no good. So our, produce, our producer, Ezekiel oh. Finn, um, who has done... Done amazing things. Which one do Good I want? Good thing that we're in the same building and you can hear us. It's come back in. It's come back. Excellent. Good. Good. good stuff. Uh, but Alex Albon, though, outstanding drive. Awesome. Uh, drive. He defended very well from Daniel Ricciardo. Of course, the McLaren couldn't pass, but was still putting the car in really good spots up the end. It was fast on the straights. It was fast on the straights. Slippery. Slippery. It was like legitimately good to see that yeah. Williams are actually thinking about <laughs> track specific rather than things. just getting Mister Saturday into Q two. Uh, they're actually thinking about the race, which was very, very good. Alpha Tauri, both started from the pit lane. Points at Gasly in ninth. Sonoda in 13th is out. Um, David Croft having a very hard time trying to remember who Yuki Sonoda was and what team he drove for at one point. <laughs> long mid-season breakthrough. It was a very long. It was Guan Yu Zhou. Uh, which team did he say? I think it was. Oh, maybe he did say Alfa Romeo, but it was just it was awkward at best to listen to. And then he was like, oh, sorry, five things are going on at once. Yes, Crofty, that is your job. That's F1. It's quite literally your job yeah. is to do is to process multiple sources of information and do things well. And communicate. Unbelievable. But uh, anyway, for Sonoda, though, he, he was caught in a DRS track. It's pretty longer. solid, though. Yeah. Like, to start from the pit lane to get to where he was. I mean, didn't get points, but mm. pretty solid. Yeah. And then, of course, Gasly came out of fresh air after his first pit stop, which allowed him to make that jump. But uh, Sonoda was great, too. And that was just Gasly again on good strategy because that's he, he's <laughs> outstanding at being a strategy. Yeah. Everything. Driver, strategy, engineer. Yeah. That's marketing, he, best he, Frenchman. Going. He did the best probably piece of social media which we've never talked about, which was like Pierre Gasly likes, which was yes, hilarious. I've forgotten about that. That was great. Very, very like that good. Campy? Did you like that, Campy? No, he's too busy looking at Haas's social media, not liking it. Sorry, not looking at social looking at social media. He benefited too from the safety car at the start. We could make up bulk time. So. <laughs> this him trying to undercut Gasly is just getting more outlandish yeah. every episode. That's great. Uh, p- firmly, firmly stuck. He'll win the championship and he'll still discount it somehow. Uh, yeah. No, I know nah. may do. Yeah. No, oh, everyone else retired. Oh, they're not even using internal combustion anymore. doesn't count as F1. <laughs> That'll very, be you, won't it? Very valid point. 
<laughs> I would argue that to my death. Well, he won extreme, eh, probably. Yeah. Uh, electric cars suck. Uh, they do. <laughs> Aston, Aston Martin, Seb Vettel, eight. Yes, points. Uh, Stroll, 11. Uh, best move that Seb did, pushing Stroll onto the gravel. <laughs> Get out of here. I don't even give a crap anymore what, who you are. What did he? Oh, it was so great. Gave him zero room, total gentleman. <laughs> but and what are you going to do? Give him penalty to guarantee him, man? Stroll, who cares? No yeah, but also, like, he's out. He doesn't have to t- to uh, please dad anymore. Yeah. Or Brad. Like, <laughs> Brad. <laughs> Poor Brad. Worst me. job in F1, I would have thought. Oh, dear. We should try and talk to Brad wow. at some point in the future. Console the young man. Uh, but, yeah, Seb drove really well. He was around fifth, sixth for a long time. And well, I think it was pace, track specific, too. The, oh, yeah. Wow, you've got the negative beanie on. Can you get the positive one? <laughs> Straight in. Bloody hell, it's Seb, broken. Trying to get in the fight. Get, trying to get into a fight. <laughs> Mate, the only, the only people poking bears here are us, and it's you as a result of the end. <laughs> Good luck to you. Um, also, we didn't talk about the black and white uh, Instagram post that Seb did. He started his own Instagram channel yep. just to announce in German and in English his departure from the sport. My man. It was well shot. Good on him. His hair implants are doing well. I think well. he realized he's like, listen, if I'm going to have an impact post Formula One, kind of needs somewhere to talk. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. Although he, he created did. it and then, like, in hours, he had one of the highest followings. Yeah. Because everyone, media. every social, every Formula One social media just blew it up. It was like, Sebastian Vettel has Instagram and everyone's like, outstanding. Maybe that's the play with me and likes or drive. Yeah. We'll oh, just yeah. Wait that's until the, the end. <laughs> That's the yeah. That's it. That's uh, I think so. The you very just end. hold out. Yeah. Just before how do you know we... you don't already have an Instagram that we've set oh, up? When it, yeah. Well done. No. <laughs> we said we were going to do that. We earlier. should do that we for the Patreon. That. Yes, we should. Fun. Absolutely right. Just <laughs> deep fake camping content. <laughs> fact, you wouldn't even need deep fake content. He do it himself. <laughs> we don't. We just put your face on Alex Jones, and no one know the difference. <laughs> Surprised they haven't asked you to fill in for him yet. Uh, Same person. Uh, Alpine. Fernando. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Just need that laugh. I've got to go through the bin noise to get to the laugh. Uh, Alpine, honestly, really good this weekend. Yep. And again, if Daniel Rick's going anywhere, it's that car. Fernando Alonso finishing in fifth after the fact that... Um, <laughs> After the fact that Charles speeded in the pit like what is Ferrari Idiot. doing? Honestly. Love um, the pit stop at the end came out behind Alonso too. For so Charles. funny. And Alonso was like, you sucker. <laughs> uh, seriously bizarre. Uh, one of the things that Fernando Alonso was amazing with was his immediate on the radio, yep. fluent, passionate, beautiful comment about Lewis Hamilton. Yep. What did he say? This guy. <laughs> Classic this guy. I can't remember what he finished it with, but it was basically, and that's why he's blah, 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 blah. Like, he just signed it off perfectly. I think we'll be able to find it and insert it probably. With the the fact that he was like, this guy only knows how to start and lead a race. <laughs> yeah. Just as in he's forgotten how to wheel, wheel race. Now, fair play to Lewis. Gets straight out and goes, yep, absolutely my mistake. Yeah. We'll talk he about did, Hamilton in a sec. Yeah. But. Um, the fact that, again, you know, the, one of the things you have to do as a driver is media, otherwise you get fined, ask Kimmy. Uh, but <laughs> he, he got out there and he was he was asked the question. He was like, oh, Fernando Alonso said on the radio, um, that was, and he was like, you know, I don't care. It was in the heat of the moment. I don't want to know about it. And he completely shut down. So good. Outstanding. Like, we don't need this clickbait he drama journalism in the paddock, yeah. guys. Please stop That's that. That's what we do here, me baiting campy. That's it. We don't need anything else. All we need is... <laughs> That's it. You've already that killed laughter. that noise for me now. I know. It's great. It's, it's Sorry, Taz. You're going to have to do it again because he's stuffed it. <laughs> he's already ruined it. But but at least he admitted uh, that he was incorrect, which is, which is great. But yeah. Fernando's drive, legitimately great. All he was on long. for a podium if he didn't get... Pulled into that incident, I reckon. Yeah, he was driving with damage for the rest of the race yeah, as a result. never on for a podium. What do you mean? Oh, Starting third. So was negative. He was never on for a podium compared to Red Bull and Ferrari's genuine pace. No, uh, I th- yeah, I but Ferrari have Ferrari. genuine pace but terrible strategy, yeah. so you never know what's going to happen. And the, they were the fourth best grid on the card. <laughs> Thank you for doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very good. Oh, no, good. Ocon was excellent too. Two moves where he took two cars in a corner. Yeah. And, I mean, people going, oh, it's the same as Mika Hakkinen's overtake. No. It no, it's, no, it's not. Let's not get excited. Never, Just, ever, ever put those two drivers in the same category don't. ever again. But it was a decent pass. His avoiding of that Latifi incident as well was outstanding. Yeah. yeah. Like, his car control there was pretty epic to fair, avoid like that Like, genuinely crash. fair play to him. Just, yeah. What could have been? 
Danny Rick but died. I, I did like this. It was in the, I think it was in the pre-race coverage. They were talking about how unlikable he is as a person and a teammate. It was, it was kind of Big like confronting to hear there. how much people were like open about, oh yeah, he's a dick. No one likes him. <laughs> Pretty much. Like all of his teammates have said, yeah, he's really difficult. Alonzo's come out and said it. I don't think Daniel has, but everyone else who's raced with him in the past is like, yeah, he's a dick. Yeah. Like no one likes him. Yeah, it's um. Gasly doesn't like him either. That'd be falling. Well, out, and that's right? yeah, that's one of the it's things like that they're, oh, the Gasly will go there and then he'll kick him out and get to pick his teammate because Gasly's going to run the team. Why do you think Zeke sitting next to you is slowly the red beanie will replace the dark green olive beanie and you will be yeeted, my friend, Zeke's into my the boy. bin with you? We should use that sound effect again, just <laughs> into the bin. Uh, but for Alpine again, if Dr can get into that drive for next year, they're looking better yep. than. Again, work set. Looking better than McLaren, but they've got the potential to keep moving forward. Imagine having DR in that car to help get that stuff back on track. Interesting comment that you said earlier on about the. I'm uh, sorry, I don't remember who said it, but the is there any bad feelings with Renault when he left? Yes, with the guys who all got fired. So the guys who are there now, so Cyril and his little crew of people who are, who are best mates around him, who by all accounts were pretty useless mm. when. Um, when that whole change came about, Alan Prost, remember, left Renault. He said yeah. to Luca Mayo, these guys suck. You need to get rid of them. That's why I'm leaving. Luca went, okay, you're out. Yeah. So that whole refresh has meant that if he comes in, Otmar, fine, happy to drive with him yeah. and everything else. Not that DR has to tell Otmar anything, um, just to consistently, sorry, to keep that consistent line going and just yeah. keep Otmar in that cupboard. Uh, yeah. And then occasionally we're <laughs> like, oh, unknown. Know what's going on. Do you want to know something? No, too bad you can't. You just need to follow Will Buxton if you want to know what's going on, mate. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. But I think from from that, it's uh, um, I've just got a 10-second penalty for me for excessive soundboard use. <laughs> Good. Who did that? Right. Ten out of ten. Tilly Willy. Okay, very good. Yeah. Very so, good. Ten out of ten. That's for you. <laughs> but I think it's uh but I think it's gonna be interesting to get Daniel whoever's in that car next year is gonna be better off, I think, because of Alonso. Keep fingers crossed that it is yeah. Daniel. Um, Mercedes has said Hamilton came straight out. Again, front wing. That whole car was on its, its front wing and it? the front wing oh. was still intact to the yeah. point where he was still able to drive the thing along. Didn't go into a million pieces. Campy, we love this. I was shocked it didn't do anything to Alonso's car. Yeah. I know, it just well, the wheel well, almost. Because yeah. the, the, the way those suspensions work, they're not designed to take load that no, way. It's no. full <laughs> drive. It's they take, the, to be they flat take level. that horizontal load really well for the wheels. Yeah. But anything coming through on that, I suppose, it's not, I don't know how you explain it. It's not. I was shocked that there's a sensor that load, says... Enough change in, I don't know, geometry has happened that he needs to go to the medical office. Yeah, he got, he got a warning for it. Yeah, because the car tripped a sensor to say that it had been whatever angle. Yeah. And he must go see them. The fact that He quite literally walked it off, though. Yeah. <laughs> no one he, came he, and got him. He just left him. Like, oh. And the cameraman who was walked creeping, the forest. and then he's like, this is going to be great, stops the shot, and he keeps going, I'm like... <laughs> Actually, very good. Well, well shot. Well shot. That camera well was promote that man. I think Russell left a podium on the uh, on the table this weekend. Left the table on the podium. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I reckon he did. He did. There you go, boys. Uh, <laughs> nah, I don't think he did. No, he did. He was he was catching he was catching signs, like he was hunting them down. What we've seen with that Mercedes managing. What we've seen with that Mercedes in before the mid season break was that car came alive during the race. The start on f- full fuel is not that great, but as the race progresses, it gets better and better and better. If Hamilton had been in that position, he would have got a podium. I agree with that. Well, Russell made a mistake at the end, which cost him like 1.3 seconds, which, you know, all the work he'd done for the previous yeah. five laps of the car. I think he left one on the table. It's a shame. Still I reckon Sainz had a little bit more in there that he wasn't using because there was such a big gap between mm. the front. Like he had no – he couldn't catch. He couldn't go for second. So he was like, I'm going to manage. And then – Russell seemed to get closer, so he kind of was like, oh, better get a move on. I disagree. I don't think Ferrari's got anything in the tank, and the car's getting worse as the season goes on. Everyone starts to pick up on their... Uh... Well, that's me rebutted there. <laughs> 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 Who do you agree with? Oh, I really want to press the sound effect. Uh, oh, 10 seconds. I'm going to have another 10-second pedal. Uh, but for... for Oh, no, I disagree with you. I think Ferrari's still the best car on the grid. They just can't get it together. Oh. Best car on the grid. Yes. There's, Are you more? No, if you look at the statistics, legitimately it's still the fastest car on the grid. It, over the year. After Max Verstappen put, what, 40 seconds on Carlos Sainz last night, 
after starting in 15th place. You're not hearing he what I'm saying. 20 saying seconds on his team, mate. The best car, not the best driver. Max is absolutely, without yeah. doubt, bollocks. the best driver on the grid at bollocks. the moment. Bollocks, bollocks. Uh, well, look, it must be nice to be wrong. Uh, Ferrari, I think, still performing pretty well, um, considering, well, Ferrari, the drivers performing okay, considering the... <laughs> the <laughs> We're going to plan. It was plan B. They completely skipped C and went to D, and then they were like, "Question." Oh, what about I've Lando never- going to G? Plan G. Actually, I mean, how were they planning this? But what I, for Ferrari's point of view, I just don't understand. The They're asking like, of questions. Now we're going to have a strategy discussion with over the, driver, the open radio. And Charles is like, I'm so done with you guys. <laughs> oh, the poor guy is getting it. asked, like, what would you like for dinner tonight at the hotel? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, listen, I'm driving a Formula One car. I'm kind of busy. But Can like, you guys figure this out with the ones with all the computers and stuff? Seriously, like lap 20. They're like, we're on for a P5 finish. He's like, I'm in P5. What? <laughs> huh? You mean I can't get any better than this? Really? Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it was. It's ridiculous. Anyway, Ferrari. Then, yeah, he uh, had a shocking race, thing. didn't he, Leclerc? They did. Uh, yeah, and signs. The attempt really at the better. fastest lap was probably the most idiotic decision you would have to say. Did he get it in the end? No, nah, he didn't get it. He he got, <laughs> and he got spe- a penalty. He got a penalty for speeding in the pit lane, <laughs> and he lost the place to Alonso. Unbelievable! Costume. I didn't know that. Idiotic. Absolutely idiotic. Oh, that's the best. Let's finish off with Red Bull. Max Verstappen. Absolutely dominant. Again, he's already won this championship this year. There is there is no point anyone else even considering the fact that Charles keeps coming going, I'm in contention. You're not not from sixth, you're not. Not with that team. He was in sixth place after six laps. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. That's stupid. And there was a safety car in that time too. So he didn't have an ability to move forward in that time. That car was so much better than everything. That we've ever seen around this track. I think that's yep. the most dominant. Well, you could talk about Mercedes 2014, 15. 19. Yeah. All of it, basically. But that <laughs> is the most. Mercedes. <laughs> if this is what we come to expect for Red Bull for the next season and a half, two years, it's yeah. going to be a tough slog watching F1. Well, and this comes to my Seeing point them about Paris, so far ahead. Is you better get second with a car that good. Yeah, like yeah. honestly, his start was horrific. Yeah. It was terrible, and he still managed second. Like he didn't have a good race, yeah. and so it's second. That's not happy about it too. Is. The only difference between all the second Red Bull drivers we've seen to Max Verstappen is Perez will consistently get the second and third, and the podiums when they when they should be. His pace is still just as shit as the rest of them. <laughs> Mate, he was six tenths in qualifying, but over a race distance. You think about how far. Um, he was behind after the first lap and yep. then came back through. We're talking about a 35 to 40 second turnaround on his teammate, yeah. which is a second a lap. <laughs> he passed him on soft compound tyres and then put three seconds on him in that first in, mate, a, in a lap. In a lap. Unbelievable. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's our team by team analysis, guys. Thank you for that. Let us go through. What is uh, – I've just realized I haven't put this sound effect in the board. That's disappointing. I'll have to wow. insert it later. Maybe the, you should uh, get rid of some of them the f- you've been overusing. <laughs> the fantasy team. Uh, that's well, the best one. I know. Hey, Zick, can you just say fantasy many times? So that's like a live recording of that sting. Fantasy many times. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, you're a good addition. Um, so, for the, the again, 156 people – uh, in this fantasy competition, g- genuinely some exceptional ones in here, team. Well, well done. Here we go. Here's, uh, here are my choices. And the Oscar goes to Byron H. Love that a lot. <laughs> Ferrari pit wall in the bin for good, Trent K. This is Spa Frankenchamp. Seen end. Very good. Beached good. as Bottas. Good, good, good. Samuel R. You're in the bin. You're in the bin. Everyone is in the bin. Tara G. Uh, I think Tara also Campy's um, bucket hat might have been placed in the bin because he doesn't like his present no, from you. Yeah. Uh, just a nice spa weekend with the gals. Kelly W. Absolutely. Uh, we're looking at a P5 finish. <laughs> Karim K. Yep. White walled wheels of despair. Robert F. Yeah, that's Ferrari's good. failings. Uh, summer holiday spa treatment. Daniel B. Belgium. Birthday, Sparty, Josh L. Well done, Josh. Norris's brown nose, Rory N. Uh, Campy's Aquatics Club. LBS, mate. I'll tell you what, we're going to meet one day. Frey's met. What are you going to do? Uh, LBS. What are you going to do when you meet LBS? I don't know. Isn't he a secret service agent or something? Yeah, he, he works. Lie? He works in. Of course, it's a liar. 
<laughs> been baiting me for that comment, haven't you? For years. Um, Leclerc has a hard off, David K. <laughs> <laughs> Driving and starting in first, Alex B. Lewis's lonely walk, Jonathan C. Everyone's in the bin, John B. Uh, Seb channeling the paddle pop lion, Jane W. I love that. It's very good, Jane. Well done to you. As many grid penalties as McLaren has drivers, Nicholas H. And uh, can someone please tell Otmar, which is just everywhere. Like Otmar completely <laughs> left in that cupboard being told nothing. The top three for the Belgian Grand Prix. First, with back at the factory, Patrick T from Australia, 244 points. Second, Tech Rabbits, uh, which is, where is Ted? Tully C from Australia, 239 points. And third, Summer Holiday Spa Treatment, Daniel B, 234 very points. Good. Very, very good. Well, that is it for that episode, our spa review episode. Massive thank you to the live stream for watching. Yeah. A massive thank you to you for listening and subscribing. Now, again, we've got a couple of things you can do if you want to support the show. If you need a VPN, jump onto Nord. Uh, links in the description below. We really appreciate support in that. And thanks to Nord for sponsoring us for this episode. Thank you. Uh, you can get to Patreon and uh, there are some benefits, different tiers in there as well if you're interested. <coughs> we will be doing um, a campy tea release for our top tier in there that you will get once a uh, year. Only only you will have access to that T-shirt. And Tommy T means he'll actually have to do a design. Uh, <laughs> so make him do some to, work. I have that to is, capture this. That is cool. This gonna be. <laughs> uh, it's just it's literally going to be his face uh, oh. with like consummate professional 2019 <laughs> to 2022. Uh, and, of course, the and then, of course, uh, you can buy some merchandise on the website. But, look, a massive thank you. <laughs> To you for that, Jen. So massive thank you to you too. Of course, we've got some more content this week coming out. Uh, Friday, Friday with, Freya. with Freya. We uh, this studio, She hasn't decided on a name for that. So well, I've just made it up because I've started deciding it so she can get stuff. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not remaking. Nah, you'll have to find out. Okay, great. Um, some alliteration, hopefully. Will yeah, be in oh, there. Yes. oh, yes. Very, That's very all good. You're uh, <laughs> the talking alliteration. The That's a very uh, good point. Uh, and then, uh, of course, we'll have a qualifying review. It will be Campy's Corner, which yeah. will be out on Sunday morning where we'll have a look at it. Now, we will potentially look at maybe what doing a live stream this year of a watch along for qualifying at a decent time zone for us. That maybe a Singapore for us. To navigate technology. <laughs> Look, we'll do our best. But anyway, there's potentially we'll do anyway. it here. We'll have a TV there. We'll have be easy. there'll be three podcasts this week, three podcasts next week, then the week after. It's going to continue. It's going to be great. A massive thank you to you again for listening, for watching, gents. A massive thank you to you and Zeke, your fan in the corner. MVP, first appearance, my man. Uh, and uh, yes, we will see you next time, which will be the Dutch, your home. Although you're not actually Dutch. Apparently. Grand Prix review. Whoever said that. Can he be like? Yeah, Zeke. Shot. Can you be like Wilson from um, Home Improvement, where we never actually see your face? It's always obscured. Yeah. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.